in the corner. Two ball. Uh-oh. He's heating up like that leftover lasagna. Two-piece, no biscuit. It's a five-to-three game. She had her slot like ice roll truckers. My, 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 my. She's fast. Oh, yeah. She finishes with the scoop. What flavor you want? Woo! Shit! FIBA 3X3. Noah Lazarus. Q, yo! We back! Oh yeah, it is on one more again. The wait is over. Uh, happy holidays to uh, everybody, first and foremost, from me, the boy, the voice, Kyle Montgomery, and Dave B. As we welcome you back to yet another episode of the Voice on 3X3 podcast. Got a lot to discuss. It's been a couple of weeks. We had the America Cup go down in Miami. Um, iconic uh, event. Uh, iconic location lot to unpack from that uh, i'm sure you guys have recently seen that uh fiba 3x3 is looking to vote on their mvp for this season looking to get some fans input we are going to give our takes on our own mvps not only that a fantastic four which is essentially our first team all 3x3 so we'll pick four players that we yep. think are the best amongst the best in the league this year so we're going to have a little fun with that. I, I Now, I haven't heard Dave B's and he hasn't heard mine, so it's going to be new to all of us, so I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I guess we, we got to start with, you know, we're a couple weeks removed from, from Miami, Dave B. I'll let you take the floor first because, you know, I, I got my own thoughts calling that action first ever uh, America mm-hmm. Cup. And what did you think, you know, from a viewer's perspective, from the talent, from – uh, the final outcomes, who shocked you, the floor is yours. No, the floor is yours. <laughs> right. No. <laughs> so, you, know, you know who that was? That was Brazil calling, saying, we should have won. That's who that was. <laughs> On men and women. They were on a party was, line. They were both. That, was grandma, that was Grandma Butler. I'm, I'm out in Kansas City <laughs> spending some time with, with family. But I got to put no. grandma on hold for now. Yeah. Oh, be careful. Um, I but I, look, I, I think going in, I, I think that um, I expected USA women to play really well, and they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I expected, and I think we even talked about it in the last pod, that this is was the most talented USA men's team since World Cup 2019. Agreed. And we were right. People look. If people listen to this podcast. Should go out and buy lottery numbers with what we say, <laughs> because we've been really good. Yeah, Lately. not to toot our own horns, but but you're right, Dave B. We've yeah. been pretty spot on this year. We've been pretty good. So uh, I, I love that. The, look, the the Charlie Brown edition is was fantastic, and yeah. Trey gave them what they needed. You saw yeah. what we talked about and how Brown was going to make Kareem Maddox better, and he did. Mm-hmm. Because he was able to expand his game, didn't have to worry about pulling every board. So USA, not total surprise that they they won both sides. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Brazil yeah. played really well, and and both Brazilian teams had just tough. Yeah. Just, I mean, just junkyard dog tough. Mm-hmm. Both sides. Um, mm-hmm. And so I don't think that was a surprise that, that they were in the final. Puerto Rico disappointed a little. Dominican disappointed a little. Canadian women I thought would be better. Again, but it's it, we talk about it all season long, whether it's national team or whether it's world tour or women's series, continuity matters. Sure. And you know there were there were some teams. Puerto Rico had been juggling players because of injury on the men's side. Canada had at least one new player that was really really new um, to the mix. I, I think they missed. Um, I think they missed the other twin a little bit. Uh, Michelle played well, but I think they missed Catherine a bit. And so you know, and, and then the other part of it that, that I, I I take away, and it's so easy to be negative. And let's look at the the, the positives. How many countries were there competing internationally for the first time in three x three? I mean, I, I think that I think that's a really um, point, it's a big point that we can't leave out. No matter how well they fared, they were able to get the support, do the things, get that experience of that atmosphere in Miami, playing against world class players on the men and women's side. It's only going to do great things for Guyana for Bahamas, for all of those countries that are really just kind of dipping their toe into the 3x3 ocean, it's going to be pay huge dividends for them. It'll help grow the game back home, which means the better players come out. Those players that are playing 5-on-5 maybe start to make that transition a little bit because they weren't sure about the game. So that's the, the big takeaway for me is how this event is going to help grow 3x3 on this side of the globe. Yeah. And I, I think it's a huge start. For me, uh, you know, it was an honor to be a part of it. You know, this is something that, you know, I've been waiting on, not just because of, of the talent that we boast in the United States, but, you know, in, in South America and Central America and, and, and also in Canada as well. I, I wanted the rest of the 3x3 world to get a, you know, get a, a more up-close look at you know the product that that uh, you know we can present you know with these teams um and i thought overall the competition was was good the competition was good um but as expected as we talked about coming into to the america there was going to be a disparity uh, a big disparity between some of the teams that were more experienced and the teams that were just now kind of dipping their toe in the water but i gotta say for some of the teams who had little to no experience take jamaica for example on the men's side Great example they gave usa everything they could handle in the quarterfinals from a talent perspective they were athletic they were big they were strong they they uh, they didn't understand the nuances of of 3x3 yet but just from a just from a physical athletic dynamic if they could combine that understanding of the game and, and transition offense transition defense moving the ball they are going to be something to deal with. They were impressive. Dominican Republic, they aren't newbies. This was probably my shock of the tournament to see the Dominican Republic men take a bronze medal. They bounced back after that loss the day prior to Puerto Rico. Um, you know, they, they play some really good 3x3 hoop. Uh, the two brothers, the Moquete brothers, Diego, the main one. These dudes are serious, serious hoopers. Even a small, a small team like uh, St. Lucia, 
Troy Loisan. I thought he was one of the, the standout players from the tournament. You know, and I'm I'm looking at guys like this, and I'm looking at teams like this, and I'm saying, man, this the first EX3 action? Just imagine if they get a they, this team gets a year under the belt to where they're practicing consistently, to where you know they're you know they're teaming up with you know players uh, or, or people who have been a part of 3x3 for you know five to ten years now who can now lend some of that expertise. You see Steve Sir who's doing that with Mongolia. You see um, Dushan Bullet who's doing that with um, some of the Middle Eastern teams and in, in Qatar and things like that. If, if they can start to get some of those olive branches you know these teams are going to be much much better the next time we see them well and, and just think about where they are in the infancy of their, of their program within their federation in their home country and they lost an entire year right because you know things were a little different here in the western hemisphere than they were in other parts of the world in regard to um how, how you were able to compete in athletic events if you were able to compete in different athletic mm-hmm. events in 2020. And, and an infant program like that, a very young program where people are just literally learning the nuts and bolts of the game and you're mm-hmm. set back for a year, is, um, I mean, it's a, it's a real gut punch for, no. for, some, for some countries. And so that's what I was thinking as I was watching this. And you're right about Jamaica. Um, once you figure out all the things we talk about, about transition, like you mentioned, about pick and roll, about finding the ball in, in the space where you like it, about doing mm-hmm. not um, not taking a breath because you can't. I saw that a lot. It, it, all in the back and forth, missed shot, rebound, go. And you saw people kind of take a playoff. Yeah. And, and, it's, and it wasn't because it wasn't because, you know, they were like, you know, forget this. It was because, damn, I'm tired. They didn't have it. And there's nobody coming to get me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I talked to so. Jabs, uh, the guard for Jamaica, and, and, you know, he plays five on five. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me that, you know, they, they hardly had any time to practice. It was their first time playing in any real official uh, 3X3 event. And he was, he, was, he was telling me about, you know, the challenge that it puts on your body. He says, you know, it's different playing at this level continuously and he considers himself to be in really in good shape and you know if you look at him you say yeah this guy's in peak condition but even an athlete like that is saying look this is a different beast right here i may not have been ready this first time but now i know what it will take to you know to be successful in terms of you know my my physical conditioning um so again i think we're going to see an even more improved product um, you know, next time around too, but the entire event itself, Davey. Let me tell you that from from the hoop to the music to the atmosphere. I mean, the baby came and performed um, after the games, and uh, Shinsia. You probably don't even you don't know these people. I know who that is. <laughs> no, but you know they came and performed. Floyd Mayweather showed up. I mean, it was you know Roger Mason Jr. and company. That, I mean. There's very few people that they, they can't uh, reach and get. So we, you know, we had some, yeah, some big time stars that that came through and, and kind of blessed the event. Um, I think the I think the the product on the court um, was great as well, especially as we got to the, you know the quarterfinals, semifinals on Puerto Rico and Dominican Republic gave us a couple of classics. Um, 
and obviously seeing the USA team and the, the new emerging star in Charlie Brown. Um, you want to talk about a prototypical 3x3 player? He fits size. The oh man, that if you could clone Charlie Brown Jr. and make a 3x3 team of four of him, you gonna be a you gonna win everything you uh, everything you step foot in. He's, so he's I was that, really impressed. Yeah, he's that he's that uh, on the on the men's side. He's that six five six 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 seven. Yeah, that is fluid. That can hit a fifteen foot jump shot and still post you. Yep. Um, and athletic and gets in passing lanes. I mean, it's just really long. And, and that's and, and that's we'll what we're seeing on the world you. tour. Those guys. Yeah. Yeah. We'll defend you. We saw him catch a couple of bodies out there. Yep. You mentioned how he opened how he opened up Kareem's game. Um, you know, they got a dead eye shooter in Trey Bardsley. Now Trey Trey played pretty well. He didn't he he missed some open ones. Uh for sure, but I think a lot of that had to do with, with nerves. He's representing the United States and in a competition like this. I don't like think he's had time. that kind of, but I don't also because of everything else. And Canyon got the ball to the rim. Yeah, I, 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 when I think Trey, when he got the ball in the perimeter, he was like, "Where is everybody?" Because right. he, got, <laughs> yeah. he was I think he was really surprised was by the yeah. how open the looks were, which never happens. Yeah. So, yeah. My my one concern though with mm -hmm. with USA is is this, and I'll, I'll look on even on the women's side for example. Shout out to the ladies, obviously one go. Sierra Burdick, Sierra Burdick is is. I mean, you want to talk about another type of prototypical three x three player? She's right. I mean, she's so so cerebral about the game. She defends. She she sets the table a lot, but she can score when when called upon. But you notice with with the USA women's team, they had two late ads. They they added Blake Dietrich and, and Haley Gorecki late, right? And they hadn't had much time, and they they don't have much three x three experience. Yet they stepped out there and they just mowed down the competition. I mean, even a, even a very good Brazil team who nobody could touch until you know Brazil was undefeated until they got up, you know, met the United States. But yep. my, my point is this. The two late ads, um, Bree Jones doesn't have a lot of 3x3 experience as well, but yet and still we saw him come out and, you know, win it fairly easily. I think it becomes a little dangerous when, you know, you got that much firepower. It's it's difficult to avoid kind of coming into these, these tournaments with the mentality like, look, we're going to win because we're because we showed up we're here and we got more talent than everybody else we got usa across our chest so it's a it's a little bit of a double-edged sword i mean because they they were far and away better than everybody else but i don't think it's going to be that easy for the united states um going forward i don't think that you know the number one seed canada was good you know but they were you know if if kathleen Pluth is there with her sister I think that they're different. They got more size for Agreed. for whatever reason. When the twins are on the court together, they both seem to elevate their game, and, and that says a lot because Michelle made the team of the tournament. She absolutely balled out out there. But I, again, I think her sister makes her a little bit better, and that's no that's no shade towards the new addition, Bosch. I thought she played well, but you know, Trayer uh, and Crozone, these are longtime members of, of that Canadian team. The only difference was that 
you know, Catherine wasn't there. And I think that would have made a difference. So it would have been a little bit tougher on the United States. That Brazilian team, if they had a little bit more experience, I think they could have made things a little bit more difficult on, on an American team. So that's the only thing I would say to, uh, you know, to be cautious about. And I, and I, you know, I know USA basketball well, and I know the mentality. I know Coach Joe. They aren't taking teams lightly. Trust me. They, they've got the right mentality. But it's just something to be cautious of going forward when, you know, you, you go to the Olympics, all WNBAers, you kill everybody. And you do the same thing here at the America. It ain't always going to be this sweet. Just get ready. <laughs> no, and, and you're right. But but you also you also can't fault them for who they have to play. True. And so, but but your point is well taken. And yeah. look, Bree comes in most improved player in the WNBA. Her level of uh, self confidence uh, could not be held in South Beach. Um, right now, and man, no. you know, you can't move no. her off the block. Good luck. I don't care who you can't move her off the block. And so it was, it was fun to see that. And I, and I think, but I, but what I do think, and and not to continue to labor on on USA, but I think when they put a roster together, I think the forces that be, whether in USA basketball in conjunction with Force Ten and all the other folks, I think they have a real plan of the type of player they know can be successful in the system that they run. And that's why it was really impressive when injuries, Pistol Pete didn't wasn't able to play, and all the things happened. They they inserted a couple who had never these four ladies had never played together before, right? And they and they were still able to do what they were doing because I I think they have the blueprints pretty good. You right and, about that. And they have um, like other countries in in Europe and in and other places they have um, they got numbers. In regard to player pool, mm -hmm. that's the one thing that that will continue to grow with the teams that were competing for the first time or a, a, a very um, inexperienced from a, an international competition standpoint. Their pool just isn't large to choose from, right. but that will continue to grow, and that's what sets internationally when you're wearing country in your chest. It what it's what sets your team apart from others. Everybody's got talent. But is how deep is your pool? Are you like a mine shaft deep, or are you like puddle in the street deep? Right. And so I, I think that's the the big thing that I continue to be impressed with is that they're like, okay, we got four spots. We need one player to do this, one to this, one to this, one to this, and they have the ability to plug and play. And I and again, other countries do the same. And we're just talking about America, so the USA is the, the subject here. But I think that's uh, one of the main differences. And we'll see. My question for you is, what happens now on our side of the planet because of America? What's the lasting effect? What's the future hold for events like this to occur, occur more often than once every 15 years or eight years or since 2012? Um, you know, what, what has to happen to continue that growth? And how does that impact us moving forward as a 3x3 well, well, the three X three community. I think it's it's. We've already got momentum moving forward. This is a big year, twenty twenty one, as it is. We have more eyeballs on three X three this this year than any year prior. Um, I think on the heels of the America, you know, for and I haven't got a chance to really look at the the numbers and just see you know how many people consumed the, the content and, and looked at it. But I'm sure there was a pretty good amount of eyeballs. I know that there are 
a lot of European teams and even teams on the world, the pro tour, were probably looking at some of these squads and maybe even doing some recruiting. You know, sometimes they may need a replacement. They may need a, a, a scoring punch. They may need a defender. And they look on this Dominican Republic team or they look on, the you know, whatever team uh, and say, you know, St. Lucia and say, dang, man, shit, we could use that Troy Lloyd sign. <laughs> we need some scoring. But that's, you know, not just that. From a big picture standpoint, I think that it's 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 going to make more players want to play. Um, and all the interactions that I had with, you know, talking to some of the players during the tournament, after the tournament, um, who were making the transition from five on five, you know, as gassed as they were, they absolutely loved the game. So that's the first step. We got more talent, a, a bigger pool of talent to choose from, players that are more interested. And I think the product itself, um, you know, and I may be a little bit biased here, but seeing the United States go double gold, uh, that catches the eyes and, and perks the ears of, of American players who are looking and saying, oh, okay. So United States is, is running the show here. This might be something I need to, I want to get involved in. So that, you know, the players are interested. Now the opportunities have to follow. We, we talked about, you know, having that pipeline um, between tournaments in the United States you know, two FIBA 3X3 Pro Tour events. Um, you know, this was obviously a direct pipeline to the to the World Cup 2022. Um, so I, I think we're we're on the right track. You know, just we just got to give these players, these newly interested players, opportunities to play the game, and you know, get ranking points, get experience, and like I say, that that's all on the horizon coming up in 2022. We, we're on the right track. No, I, I completely agree. Uh, and the folks that you mentioned, the European clubs that were watching that, uh, World Tour, one more stop. Yes, and one more stop. The FIBA 3X3 World Tour coming up in Jeddah. When are you headed to Jeddah? On the 15th of December. So in two weeks, essentially? Yep, two weeks. That's uh, That tournament's on the 18th and 19th, so I'll leave on the... I think the fifteenth and maybe the fourteenth. <laughs> I had to double check my ticket. Just don't miss but the yeah, money. We, yeah, so you know, that's that's the apex of the of the pro season. And uh hell, I'm looking forward to that one. You know, yeah. top twelve and you know, I think that we'll we're gonna break down our favorites in maybe the next episode. Right, but right. I'm hell, I'm looking ahead to it, Dave B. No, look, I and, and the the crazy part is that it You've got time to get healthy, and people are right now. Teams are playing their best basketball of the season, and you know we'll see what happens with the teams that are splitting players between five on five and three x three, and what their availability is, and all those right. sort of things, which all comes into yeah. play now. But Puerto Rico. we'll talk about that in, in a couple of weeks, uh, right before the tournament. Yes. Or next but, week if you want to. I don't care. I'll talk to you whenever. We talk all the time. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, maybe, whether it's about family, yeah, maybe, whether it's about basketball, we talk all the time. So it doesn't matter. We'll get that plan. But what we got to get in uh, today is our Fantastic Four day, BC. That's right. We're so, getting this Fantastic Four. Do you want me to go first? Um, do you want to go no. first? No, I'm going first this time. Okay. Because... Cool. I've gone back and forth on my list of, of uh, players 
uh, for the past two days. So my first player in, in my fan, in no in fantastic order. in no specific <laughs> order, okay, is somebody who you I know probably won't have in your four. And I'm going with Angel Matias of Team San Juan. You know I like him. He's just a dog. He is a dog. You want to talk about a positionless player? You know, he can't be more than 6'4", six, 6'3 six, and a half. He plays in the post. He does most of his damage in the post. You need a game-winning shot. We saw what he did in Lausanne. All the TSO buzzer beaters. Nearly led uh, San Juan to another Masters win. So they did get the two Masters finals. They won one in, in Lausanne. They ended up losing to Mexico City. But he was the center. He was the he was the co-centerpiece in Lausanne. Gilberto Clavel did a lot of damage in that tournament. But in Mexico City, I mean, he was he was the guy. He was the spoon, the stirs, the drink. Got him all the way to the final. I think that San Juan has kind of reemerged in the three x three scene this year, and they're deserving of having one player on an all 3x3 first team and if it's any one player that's consistently played in every tournament it's been angel matias he makes them a, a contender every single time he's on the four my next guy and i think this dude has a little bit been a, a little bit unsung honestly and that's that's really my fault because i should have been praising him more this year but uh my guy strainia stoyacic of team oog it's easy to kind of overlook him because Miroslav Pashalis has had such a hell of a year. Dejan Maestrovic, his resurgence uh, this year, um, you know, has been noteworthy. But he has been steady Eddie. Strahinja Stoicic, I think, is one of the most dangerous players in all the three X3s. Third, third leading scorer in the league. Just under six a game. Um, 6.2 player value. The dude is He's got an MVP under his belt, I believe, in Montreal. Um, the dude is serious, man. I, I mean, he's up there. When you start talking about the best players in all the 3x3 with the Carlos Lasmanises and the Miezeses and even his brother for a long time, Mr. Robot, who uh, injuries kind of derailed him. But I was super, super impressed with him. He got a spot on the squad. Got to give him a spot on the squad. Next is a is a is a layup it's an easy one batman da 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 carlos las manas i mean come on i mean he's we're gonna we're gonna pick our mvps as well i ain't gonna give it away but i'm just gonna say carlos las manas might be <laughs> he's in the conversation for mvp this year sure two two masters mvps Riga is picking up steam and momentum exactly at the right moment in the season. There's no team hotter heading into the World Tour final. Uh, you, some people would argue Ooh, but Ooh uh, missed out on our final regular season Masters of the season, so they've had more time to rest. But anyway, Carlos Osmanis, once he shook off the Olympic hangover, um, winning MVP in Abu Dhabi, then winning MVP in, uh, in Mexico City, I think the dude has scored 78 points in his last 10 games, which has been pretty consistent with what he's been doing all year. He's he's good for about eight points per game. Non-stop motor. He's there. I mean, he, he's locked in that spot. Uh, that's three. Norris Miezis. 
Got to give him a spot. He's number two on the scoring charts, number one in key assists this year. Oh, see, that did that shock you, that beat? No, 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 no. No, that didn't. Okay. But I'm just, I'm thinking my the floor over in my head, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay. No, I got it. Norris is one half of that dynamic duo. I got it. I got to have him on the squad. I mean, and oftentimes, like, yeah, oftentimes him and him and, and Batman are interchangeable. He's played hero this year, too. Um, I wouldn't feel right if Norris wasn't a part of my of my Fantastic Four. And then last but not least, he's all, he's a, he's long in the tooth, uh, but he don't look like it. He's a 3x3 vet. Dayan Maestorovich. Dayan Maestorovich. Wait, that's five. How are you going to do that? Is that five? Wait, I, maybe I miscounted. Yeah, that's, right. like, that's why I was like this. Wait, wait. Okay, I gave you a bonus. I gave you a bonus. Uh, okay, well, you know what? You know what? Mies is, is going to hate me for this. Do you use Yank Robin? I hate to take him off. I, look, I don't want to take I don't want to take Robin off the list. Norris, don't kill me. But they are my story, bitch, is having a year of all years uh, this season. And I, 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 okay, for my little flub there, for putting five on, gotta, I'm going to do a little replacement. And I'm going to put Dayan Maestrovich in there. But I'm going to give some uh, uh, number one honorable mention to me, Norris Miezis. To Bolt Vort is in there. Nemanja Draskovich deserves some recognition. Mihailo Vasic for Lehman, even though they didn't win a Masters this year, deserves some recognition. These are all players who... You know, they'd be first or second teamers, um, all 3x3. But just to recap, Matias, Stoicic, Lasmanis, uh, the Maestro. Those are my four. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I was, and, and, and I was like, okay, well, it's hard for me to argue with Miasis, but I'm like, wow, you left off somebody that's really good. I know. I know. Really good. Really good. Um, I know. We are. Well, we're we're less alike now than than we were. <laughs> um, so here are my four. I, what where we are the same, uh, Maestro. Okay, absolutely. I mean, talk about a rebirth. Oh man! Holy moly! Uh, and then Batman and Robin. So those okay. that's three of my four. And yep. and you've said everything about them perfectly. There's no need for me to 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 add in there. My fourth is must watch TV. Must see TV. It is Vorboot. And look, I, and I'm, I'm, I've kind of tried to take the whole body of work into consideration, mm -hmm. which is why Angel Matias is on my almost team because just didn't play enough. If he would have played a full season of the world tour, he yeah. would have been a shoe in. He would have been on my top four. Right. So, um, but Vorboot carried Belgium. I mean, from Tokyo on and even before yes. Tokyo. Yes. Um so he is he's the lone difference in in our fours for me. And I've got him in my fantastic four. Yeah. Um you're right. Um Stoyasic I almost had Pasalich in there. But yeah Pasalich was in there too. He's another honorable mention. Yeah. And I had and Matias. That's my those are my my three honorable mentions. Right, I had Rakov in there too, and there's another guy that has played really, really well. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, my Fantastic Four, Maestro, Batman, Robin, Must See TV. I'm just using all your nicknames. 
Look, I, I I went back and forth with my CTV. I love I love his game. People, I, I even get flack from some people. Uh, you know, they're like, man, you love Tibor You always you say no, no, like, no, that's Dave B. <laughs> no, that's it's oh, look. Game recognizes game, and I just I show love when it's due. And the dude has been a killer this year. When he's on, nobody stopping him. He has been one of the most exciting players to watch in 3x3. He's been one of, when you go over the top storylines for 3x3 this year, Belgium and Tabolt Vorvort are going to be one of the headlines. And it's, be, and it's been because of his play. But for this list, I, I just, I he was right up there in the, in the um, honorable mention. Now. The cool part is there's no wrong answers. Well, yeah. No, Agreed. no, there are no wrong answers because yeah, no I mean, there are like, there are literally like eight to ten guys that you could make serious yeah, barbershop arguments for. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And most of them reside on Riga or Oob. <laughs> but, <True>. No, <laughs> but, and that's, that's very true. Yeah. But, okay, so, so now MVP. I went first with the Fantastic Four. Uh, I'm going to allow you to go ahead and, and you go first this time, even at the risk of stealing my thunder, because you might pick the same guy that I'm picking. Nope. You don't nope. think so? No. Okay. All right. No, because you All forgot right. to put him in your top four. So. Oh, really? No. Maestro is my MVP. That's my MVP. I thought you were going last minus. No, I, I was trying oh, to throw. See, oh, so, oh was, my bad. That was the tease. My bad. I threw you off. <laughs> they, they're, you know what? They're co-MVPs in my opinion, until we see who wins the World Tour Final. Okay. But, but my, Dayan Maestrovich was also mine. I'll let you give your take, and then I'll tell you why I think he's in. Well, I, look, I, I just think he it, it's a special quality in a player, no matter if it's 5-on-5 five five or 3x3, that when he or she, we're talking he at this when he is on the floor, everybody is better. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, Maestro makes everybody better. It, it makes it better from the attention that he draws. It makes it better from knowledge of the game and, and mm-hmm. direction, um, which is why he's nicknamed Maestro. He's a teacher maestro. For, for damn sure. Mm-hmm. But it, 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 everybody's better. And part of the reason that everybody's better is because he draws so much attention and is a willing passer yep. and is a willing playmaker. Um, and I, those things to me are invaluable. They come with experience. They come with being unselfish, which every teacher is unselfish because yeah. you don't own your life for most of the day anyway. Yeah. But my mom did it for 46 years. Believe me, I understand. But he he's that to me. He is not only teaching the, the, the four on the floor, the three on the floor with him and, and the sub, he's also teaching those other guys that are playing against him because you've seen some of him his game rub off on, on other players. And I, you know, everybody takes a little bit from everybody. And yeah. I, I think if players are smart, they take a lot as much as they can from from the maestro. And so he, that's that's my, my feeling and why he is my MVP. And if you would have asked me at the beginning of the season, I would have named Blasmanis. I would have named anybody but because there were so many unknowns about him and how he was going to, what impact he was going to have. And it looks like he got in the way back machine and went back 10 years. And because that's how he's played all year long, it's been 
a real pleasure to watch all World Tour season. Uh, completely, uh, complete resurgence from Dan Mysorovich, who, in a lot of three X three circles, man, this is just this is just real talk. A lot of people just counted him out. You know, he he like he had a a forgettable season, and a lot of it had to do with injuries. A lot of people didn't know that he was struggling with injuries back. And I guess that would be 2020, <laughs> you know, the year start to uh, start to kind of run together. But, um, you know, a lot of people written the maestro off, you know, when, when Novi Sad uh, broke up and, you know, hear about Maestro going to to Oob and it's like, you know, what is he going to do there? He, he certainly can't put a team on his shoulders and and, you know, elevate them to the upper echelons of, of 3x3, especially given the year we had just seen from him. But I'm telling you, it, he has opened my eyes. I've seen him, uh, you know, over the past six years as a player. I've always known what he's capable of, you know, playing a, a role on that Novi side team. And now I look at him and I say, man, maybe he's the common denominator to Serbian <laughs> success because you put him on this OOB team, a completely new collection of players. He's playing the best 3x3 we've seen him play in years. He's distributing the ball. He's shooting uh, the two ball a lot better. I think he's shooting at like 34, 35%, um, which isn't a bad percentage considering that, you know, you're playing in the elements, you're shooting in wind, you're dealing with, with heat, right. et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, you know, number six in player value, things like that, you can kind of, you know, you can use some of the numbers to kind of um, justify the pick. But from the eye test to the numbers, Dayan Maestrovic has been, the difference for an OOB team this year that has really been the been the class of the league. I know Riga's hot now. And I know that they're, they're, I mean, they're the hottest team, but OOB has been the most impressive team in 3x3 this year. Two, two um, Masters wins, four finals, I believe they've been in. That's right. Uh, and look, you can point, you can point the arrow right at Dejan Majstorovic. He's the MVP for me right now. Lasmanis could take it. Look, Batman can take it if Riga wins the World Tour final. But if neither win the World Tour final, Maestro is is uh, is the MVP, and especially if Ub win the World Tour final, Dan Maestrovich is is the MVP of the regular season this year. What I should have done when I text you this idea, I should have said regular season MVP, and then we could have gone postseason. That's what we should have done. Do you know? We, well, that's okay. We can pick a postseason MVP once the World Tour final is over. True. Because, uh, yeah, maybe maybe we get somebody. Maybe there's a different uh, postseason well, MVP. Maybe a certain player from Puerto Rico could win that. Maybe so. It well, takes are one, you, right? Are you, are you thinking who I'm thinking? Or yeah, I know absolutely. Clavel might Clavel might be back in time for the World Tour final. It's going to be. It'll, it'll be interesting to see what kind of pull his 515 team has for him to play or not to play. Right. Because right now he's not playing in World Cup qualifiers for Puerto Rico, of course. He was in a, like a right. six-week uh, kind of deal. He'd have to get back in, in basketball shape. I mean, there's, right. there's a lot he to ask for him to be able to do that. Yeah. But we'll see. Because when... Look, Maestro is that for Clavel is that for Puerto Rico. Yes. And you saw it in Miami. And, yeah. you know, you, you've seen it. And what what Matias did in Mexico City was impressive because he didn't play there. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. I, I, look, Jed is going to be a lot of fun. But yeah. um, this was a lot of fun, too. I, 
you know, we're just, we, <laughs> the, the, um, the voice on three X three podcast awards. <laughs> Sorry. We're not, uh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Kyle will buy you a, buy you a pop or something in Jetta for winning. But other than that, that's about all the budget. In t- that's all the budget has for you. But, we need um, to give a, we need to hand out an award for w- which country has viewed the podcast the most. So we need to show some love back to the people that showed us some love. We'll give them a, we'll give them award, a, well, uh, the Voice on 3X3 podcast award. Then, then as of right now, you're buying everybody in the United States of Pepsi. Okay, well, it's on there. <laughs> it's on the USA, USA. No, that, it was. Uh, I had been waiting so long to 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 get on here and and, and rap about you know what we saw in uh, Miami. And again, shout out to you know all three medalists uh, for the men and women who have locked down spots in the 2022 World Cup, which is going down in Belgium, by the way. Correct. In Antwerp. So again, if you if you happen to miss that, United States, they both won gold, double gold, Brazil, men and women, silver, Dominican Republic on the men's side take bronze, and Canada on the women's side take bronze. Uh, just a little recap for y'all in case y'all missed it. Man. And look, the future looks bright for the Americas. Uh, I don't know anything official as of now that I'm willing to uh, feel comfortable sharing, but I think uh, we should expect big things uh, in the future as it relates to the America. Um, I'm not sure if it's always going to be in the United States uh, because it is the America, so the locations may change, but I think that the product is only going to get better and better and better. And obviously with the World Tour Final coming up, we're going to get a chance to put a put a cherry on top of, of what has been, uh, you know, an outstanding 2021 season, uh, including the Olympics. And uh, hell, we're just a couple of weeks away from, from getting there. So, man, much love to everybody who's uh, who's been listening to the podcast. That's that's from me and Dave D. Um, continue to support us. Give us those likes. Give us those follows. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, we're still growing this podcast. We're still developing it. Uh, we're open to everything. Content ideas. Me and Dave B are bouncing things around, but uh, and have as much fun with it as possible. But uh, keep keep showing that support. Keep showing that love. We're gonna keep bringing this pod y'all way. Yep. And you need to go before Grandma hits you upside the head with a purse. You ever been hit with skillet, Dave B? Oh. Look, we fresh off Thanksgiving holiday. They got clean skillets just waiting on me. I got to <laughs> You you got to go there because she's she's expecting you. I don't want you to be late. You you don't get home very often, and with your travel schedule, I know you're pulled in many different ways. But as always, appreciate you. Special uh, thanks to Q York, of course, for providing the soundtrack to this podcast every time. Q York, and, uh, there you go. For uh, Kyle Montgomery, I'm Dave Barr. Hey, we appreciate you all. Uh, happy Hanukkah, happy holidays. Yes. And we will talk to you again in two weeks. Yep, later on. <laughs>